What up, though? This is Knockouts and Three Counts. But before we bring you another episode of Podcast Gold, let me tell you about the homies over at Michigan's Finest. Do you ever find yourself trying to get yourself together and thinking, man, this is going to be a great night, but I'm looking for that little extra something-something? Well, check out our friends at Michigan Finest. If you are into medical marijuana, rec recreational marijuana, concentrates, vapes, anything of that sort, Michigan's Finest has got you covered. And as you can see here, it's all easily done by their website. It's all curbside and you'll be in and out in two minutes. And they're family owned and operated. So customer service is their number one goal. And now since they are rocking with knockouts and three counts, use the code KO3MF. Yes, that's KO3MF. You get 10% off your entire order, but that does exclude featured items and items that are already on sale. But if you use that code, you're getting 10% off your items. And I promise you, either if you're looking for that big knockout or you're ready to hit the sheets for that three count, Michigan's Finest will get you together. Tell them knockouts and three counts sent you. And I promise you, you're going to be having a great night. Peace. This is the Ring of Honor, a.k.a. Shane T, boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. This is Mr. This good old JR Jim Roth, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Knockouts and Three Counts starts now. What up, though? It is an early morning one for me. You'll be seeing this on Thursday at our normal time. But, you know, there's special reason for me to be up early after Lights Out last night because today I am joined right before her PFL debut going down in New York City, right at Madison Square Garden, where we saw UFC 281 light last night. I'm not going to butcher your last name, but Miss Catherine Karajitis. Let me see how close I was. Corginas. Damn. All right. Oh, I tried. Oh, I know how it is with last names, even though mine looks like collision, people still mess it up all the time. So I was like, damn, let me see how I how this goes so I don't so I don't butcher it. It was good. It was good. <laughs> hey, well, how are you doing this morning for me? I know it's late over there for you. Yeah, so I'm over in Phuket, Thailand. So it's uh almost bedtime here, about 10 p.m. Uh, but I'm feeling good. Today was a rest day, so uh, I'm happy to be here and chat. I appreciate it. You know, for those who don't know, you know, she's originally from Philly, you know, like our buddy Mega Ran, you know, you're over here in Thailand, you know, tell me about that. Um, what prompted the move over to Thailand and, uh, what got, what made you choose Nova, you know, I know you were with, uh, AKA Thailand for a little bit. Um, let me know what made them, what made you make the move? Cause that's a hell of a move. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it kind of uh, was one of those unexpected, never saw myself in this position type things. Um, yeah. I actually came here for a holiday for two weeks. Um, I was living in Germany previously doing my PhD. So I kind of took a 180 career turn. What did you get um, a PhD in? Or what uh, were you going for a PhD in? I was in the last stages of getting um, my evolutionary anthropology PhD. Yeah. What does that involve? I'm sorry, we're a little off the off the track, but yeah. I can't help it. 
It's all good. Anybody who watches Knockouts and Three Counts knows we go from wrestling to MMA to boxing to if you're following us on social media, you saw that uh, we had quite the time here for Halloween. So, uh, yeah, we go all over the place. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to go to Africa. We're going to go to Chimps. Actually, I uh, I my focus was primatology and social learning with mother and infant chimpanzees. So I bounced between um, a research institute in Germany and in field sites in Africa, where I did my field work and followed um, wild chimps and filmed them using tools and tool use and learning. And yeah, so a real, a real 180. <laughs> that sounds dope though. I mean, that's yeah. definitely a 180, but okay. So what, what's your favorite country you've lived in so far or been in, whether that's Africa, Thailand? Ooh. Um, I love Thailand. It's the only country outside the U S that I felt like I've made a home in, but in terms of travel, um, Italy can't be beat the food, the that's... people, the everyone's beautiful. Everyone looks great. Like, <laughs> I felt homeless when I was there because I was, I was looking, you know, in Philly, we're happy with our, you know, if you have good shoes, some sweats, but yeah, Italy. I can respect it. I'm from Detroit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. So I already know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what it is. I like it. Well, Thailand, you know, over there, I mean, like I mentioned, you know, you trained a little bit at AKA Thailand. I know you've now changed camps. You're over at Novi now. Um, tell me a little bit about the biggest differences you've noticed in uh, training over there in Thailand, because everything I've seen, it's a whole nother thing. Now I've gotten to train my Muay Thai coach, uh, Métis, I'm going to butcher your last name. I love you to death. Métis Jajapek, the dragon leg. Uh, he's uh He's fought, I don't know how many times over there from Thailand and listening to him talk about the training and just seeing, not just hearing his training, seeing the way they train over there when he came over here, hitting people in the shins with sticks and uh, all that kind of stuff. So I can only imagine what the training's got to be like right there, boots on the ground over there in Thailand. Yeah. So um, it's funny because even though I'm in, I'm in Thailand, I'm, I've kind of been inundated and surrounded by Brazilians. Um, so, <laughs> so my style is more like old school shooto box, like aggressive it. smash Brazil, you know, um, I like somehow it. I, I understand. Fresh. Now. Fresh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but of course, <laughs> Um, the Muay Thai here is another level. It's just, you see kids from, I mean, under 10 already in the ring. You see when they're teenagers, they have 50 fights. They're machines. Uh, the energy is incredible. Um, I love, you know, training. And if, if I have one of the Thai guys hold pads for me, their energy is just contagious. You know, it's, it hypes you up the the sounds the just the culture of fighting here is so strong um you can't help but get amped up when you train um but yeah so i was i was at aka um with marcio caesar who actually opened his own gym here nova Uniao, and that's how i made the move so very much still bjj brazil <laughs> in thailand <laughs> So I totally respect it. So the reason I, and it's a good thing to bring up, especially with your opponent coming into your PFL debut, you know, she's the kickboxing 
you know, she had the UKS USKA championship and all those kind of things, you know, with you being, you know, the jujitsu ace, that's going to be, that's going to be a good thing for you um, coming into this fight. So before we get to the fight, um, tell me about coming to PFL. How are you feeling about fighting in PFL and to make your debut, you know, not, you know, to make your debut in New York of all places and on the million dollar card that's going to be on ESPN and all that stuff. I mean, you, I mean, not much better way you can debut. Yeah. I mean, I feel so incredibly grateful. I'm so excited. Um, it's been a hard few years, I think for everyone and every fighter with COVID. Um, I dealt with some injuries. I was, um, you know, at a point questioning whether this was it for me, um, whether to just go back to jujitsu full time. Um, and then, you know, I just kept pushing, kept waiting, and the universe, ooh, the universe came with the answer. I, I still can't believe it. It still doesn't feel real. Um, I'm happy. I feel like I'm coming home for the fight. I, you know, New York, Philly, we're not the same, but we're close. Um, They're close. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I, there's a lot of hype around my opponent, but I mean, the U.S., New York, East Coast, that's my house. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, and I really like, I don't have the words. I don't think I'll, I'll have the reality until I'm walking into the cage. Well, you brought up a good point. I wanted to bring up, uh, in your matchup with Decheva here, because, you know, they're hyping her up with the kickboxing background and all those things. And, uh, I watched your interview with John Hunko, uh, before I came in, uh, before we did this and, you know, something that you talked about in there that really stuck out to me is, you know, it's funny when you're looking at topology, sure dog, all these things, they all will have different records for people. Like some people will say you got two fights. Another one says you got 25 fights. Like that's the way everything, the way of the internet. So I find it funny because, you know, you, you, like I mentioned, you know, Deteva seems to be this, you know, they're trying to hype her up and all these things, but I feel like with what I've done in my research, you know, learning about your training, I feel like it's a perfect spot for you to come in because one, they're making you the underdog. And two, I feel like all the pressure's on her because if you come in here, you come in, they're looking at her as this big, you know, favorite and all these things. You come in here, catch a little choke, real catch catch a little choke, catch a little leg, you know, tell me about that coming in where they're hyping your opponent so much. Is it another day in the office for you? Or do you almost like having, like I said, the less pressure of the two? Um, I like being the dark horse. Um, I thrive off of it. Uh, a lot of my life has always been proving people wrong. Um, always kind of being underestimated. So that, that fuels me, man. Like, and at this end, and you are right, people people aren't paying attention to me. People don't know my name so much yet. So I don't, and I'm okay with that. I don't have the pressure. I don't have the expectations. Um, but after the fight, people are going to know my name for sure. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Make a name for yourself. You know, like anybody who follows the show knows that we do the pro wrestling end of things. You know, you know how that goes, underdog story. Um, let With that being said, you being prominently a grappler, how do you feel training over in Thailand, whether it be AKA or, AKA or now over here at Novi and now, how do you feel getting to train with people that are such, you know, the Muay Thai over there, like you said, is another level. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, there couldn't be a better place for you to be training for a fight like this, because now you're able to 
sure up the other side of your game. How do you, how does that help you mentally heading into this fight? Because you got to be a lot more confident on your feet. If this turns into a stand-up battle or a kickboxing fight, it's not like you're not doing that in the gym every day over there and probably one of the best places you can kickbox. Yeah. So I'm, I'm confident. Um, of course I am a grappler. It is very much a grapple versus striking type of fight, but I am here and I'm sparring with uh, Lumpini champions. So I, I don't know what these belts mean in the UK, but I know what I know what Lumpini and the belts mean here. Um, wow, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I don't I don't think um, I don't think she has what some of these Thai guys have. And you know, while they're kicking my ass, I'm I'm bringing them down. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I'm I'm happy I'm happy to have like great coaches, some great Muay Thai kickboxing help me with my you know footwork and um, I'm confident I'm I'm just plain confident. I, I like it. Well, with that being said, you know one thing that we've noticed, you know, we were talking a little bit about uh, UFC 281 before I hit the button and all those things. You know, we've seen now the new champ at 115, Whaley Zhang, has moved her training over there to Thailand as well. What is it? What is it about Thailand? Like you said, you feel like it's. Uh, I've heard you say in other interviews that you feel like Thailand is becoming like a hub a lot of in a lot of ways for MMA. Like you know, even though it's on the other side of the world. You know, you're getting some great fighters that are not only coming out of there, people that are going there. Um, what do you think it is about Thailand and the training over there that's making it so appealing for people to go there? And do you think now that it's starting to open up after pandemic that it could be somewhere that we see even more people flock to? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think with Thailand, it's the the overall lifestyle it affords you here. Um you don't need to have a lot of money to train and fight full time, even when you're just starting. Um, you know, it's it's easy, it's cheap. Um, you know, you can get a massage for nine dollars if you're hurting after training. You you know you can eat, exactly you nice. can eat good for three dollars a meal. Exactly like things good that Lord. you could never. <laughs> you could never have in the US, you can have here very, very easily. So I think it allows fighters to really focus just on their training and takes away all that extraneous like bullshit, you know? Um, so that's also attracting the top trainers um, because it's, it's also paradise. It's, it's beautiful, it's warm. This morning I drove 10 minutes to one of the nicest beaches in the world. Why wouldn't you wanna be here? Um, so I, th I think it is, it's drawing more and more high-level guys, which is going to draw more high-level fighters. Um, I think it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. What's your favorite thing about Thailand that us Americans wouldn't think of? Oh, so outside of like the beaches and the food. Mm, honestly, I know I just said it, but just the massages. <laughs> like, like... I get I get one to two every week. I'm paying, you know, six to ten dollars. They're fantastic. Um, yeah, you can you cannot beat it. I know I know there's some you know like ooh massage parlors, but I love it every day. I'm not good. 
I'm not mad at that because I literally just hurt my neck and back like a few weeks ago doing an arm bar on somebody. And the guy, I think, might have pinched a nerve because I was having issues after that. So, like, you're not kidding. Finding somebody that can do that and do it the right way. Now, any of you guys who are massage therapists that are listening to this show, you know, we do have sponsors and I am more than willing and looking for new ones. You know, speaking of sponsors, get your money right and check out the homies over at G3 Payroll and Tax. The links for their stuff will be in the description as well. But I definitely could use some of those Thailand massages. So I may have to check that out one of these days. With that being said, you know, you being American and all those things, do you miss like Thanksgiving and all those things? Like, I mean, after this fight, what are you looking forward to smashing on? Like, are you going to stay in the States for a minute? I am. I'm good. My mom's in in Philly still. So I'm going to do 10 days after the fight. And I was just talking to her before this and I was giving her, I have a list on my phone of things I'm going to need in the house. Like I'm going to need tasty cakes, powdered donuts, you know, and then. Apple cider and donuts. We just got out of, you know, Halloween season over here. That was money. Pumpkin pies, (laughs) caramel apples. Um, The check weight is actually on Thanksgiving. So maybe I can have like a cheeky little bit of stuffing after. I don't know. But um yeah, I'm I'm ready to take a food tour of New York, like hit every pizza spot. Um, I'm ready to eat, man. Like food is life for me. <laughs> I kind of figured it was that way. That's why I had to bring that. See, like I say, I like to get into the things that are outside of the box when we're talking to people, whether it's wrestlers or fighters, you know. With that being said, you know, it's funny you bring up stuffing because we just interviewed uh, Toby Misek, who will be fighting November 19th for BYB Extreme over here. And again, it's the first thing he said was stuffing. Now, for me, it would have been apple pie, turkey, you know, like that kind of stuff. But I don't know, man. I keep hearing stuffing over and over again. And I'm not going to lie. I am uh, very much so looking forward to eating myself. And I'm not on a weight cut. So I I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> only a few more days left. And at least I'm gonna hey, have to find like a Boston market or something. Like she said a Boston market. Come back to the States and of all things, let me find a Boston market <laughs> right quick. <laughs> uh, oh shit. I love I it. Well dog. Hey, man, we love to eat around here this time of year. But with that being said, you know, like I said, we like to go a little bit outside of the box. We're also a pro wrestling show as well. Were you ever a fan of pro wrestling? If so, were there any memories at all of wrestling? Oh, man, when I was um, when I was younger, I remember we had the remember the stretch Hulk Hogan toy. Yes, yes. The brawling. Buddy yeah, there. so. I remember, I remember watching the old school, like WWF, yeah. WW before E, right? Yeah, before they changed rem- the F to E. Yeah, I, I remember being like shocked when they changed and I didn't understand. I thought that was the dumbest thing too until I realized, I- oh yeah, they did that because they were getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I wasn't quite evolved enough to understand that. I wasn't either. I, remember- I was only eight at the time, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember just my the Stretch Hogan. And yeah, right. that got stretched to hell and dirty and, you know, wouldn't stretch back. So I'm going to have to give it to him for the pro wrestler. 
you can't be wrong mad at that i mean hulk hogan is easily probably one of the most recognizable names when it comes to pro wrestling ironically you know one of his big uh biggest partners brutus the barber beefcake is a past guest to this show as well um you know with that being said we also have a segment on the show that we call locker room etiquette when it comes to pro wrestling but we also have spun that when it comes to fighters as well so on the wrestling end of things we've gotten everything from you know, biggest we, we're talking like pet peeves and things of that nature. We've gotten everything from bring your own wrist tape, bring your own squirt bottle, uh, wash your gear. Don't uh, don't be too comfortable. Don't be afraid to still ask for advice and all those kind of things. So for you as a fighter, you know, we've switched that around. Do you have any uh, pre-fight rituals that are that are out the way? Anything that you got to have fight week? Anything that like annoys you during fight week or any like types of things like that? Yeah, I feel like fight week, it's easy to get annoyed, you know, <laughs> at least for me. I'm su I'm super focused. I don't really um, want to hear about outside nonsense. Um, talking too much for me, you know, like, especially you just want to rest, totally you want to recover. Right? Yeah, so if someone's coming in your room and, and just a little too much talk or, you know, eating in front of you and you're just like, ah later later you know um so yeah but i think i don't i don't have so many so many rituals beforehand um i just get very i get quiet i kind of become a little bit more introverted um it's not something i do on purpose it just kind of happens i just get really focused really quiet and really cold like ready for war um yeah it's just something clicks Completely can relate. Like I said, I fought a few times boxing myself, and I was always like, that was the day of the fight. I, that's more how I was. Like, just leave me the hell alone. Like, yeah. I'm trying to focus on what I'm about to do here. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to talk to, like, 125 people. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> just leave yeah. me the fuck alone. After the fight, we'll be all right. And You know what yeah. I mean? I, I, can I don't want to hear about your kids, teachers, mom, pet, dog. You know, like... <laughs> After. I'm looking to kill somebody right now. Like I have to, yeah, yeah. I, I have yeah. to get in the mindset. Oh shit! This person is coming in here to kick my ass, and I have to make sure that that doesn't happen. So yeah, totally can relate yeah. with that. Well, with that being said, you know, for those who are on the fence, you know, as we mentioned, fight's going to be on ESPN. You couldn't have been on a bigger card for you to be on. You know, for those who are on the uh, on the fence or those who are maybe catching your fights for the first time. Tell us what your th last thoughts are on the fight and how you see this one going. Um, so I think it's going to be a good war. I think people need to be ready for the hype to be silenced, to remember my name, and um, for some good ground and pound, some good old-fashioned Brazilian jiu-jitsu drag, dragging her down. So get get ready. She's coming with that jujitsu press. Make sure you hit that that subscribe button, like button, comment button, share all the buttons. Make sure you're following us at KO3CPod and let everybody know where they can follow you at so they can uh, keep up on this journey after you get this big dub at PFL. So I'm probably most active on Instagram and you can find me at Katie, K-A-T-I-E dot Coro, C-O-R-O dot B-J-J. So Katie Coro B-J-J. 
do it. Follow them. Check out the sponsors. Check out. Shout out to Michigan's finest. Shout out to G G three payroll and tax. Tell Jack and them we sent you. I know you guys are getting your tax together because I'm going to be slinging the mail because I haven't hit it big yet. Until next time and in the in between time. Peace. <laughs>